The fastest goals. The expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The game eventually came to life in Paisley and it finished in Mirren nil, Rangers 2. We'll look back on that with all the guys in just a second. Let's uh, look forward at the same time to a big game this afternoon. A couple of big games, actually. But Celtic against Hearts. First up, Gordon DL. And uh, Rangers just doing their bit to ensure that it stays tight in that portion of the table. And, uh, you know, I watched part of the game, Gordon, and it wasn't a great performance in the first half, and everyone was commenting on the conditions, but you've got to be able to pass the ball five, ten yards. doesn't matter what the conditions are. But uh, the second half, they played a lot better, and I agree with Mark Wilson. I think they deserve to win it. But, um, you know, a win three points is, is, is very important because you look to Celtic going there and dropping points. Uh, I know they weren't at their best, but I think Steven Gerrard will be delighted, especially after the week he's had, to get out of there and uh, three points in the bag and then look forward to next week. And now, with your game in mind, it just like I say, it just tightens things up slightly. Celtic obviously haven't even played yet this afternoon, so uh, Brendan Rodgers knows what's at stake for him. Pull further away from Rangers and get closer to Hearts with a game in hand as well. Yeah, and the good thing is all the, the wind and rain and everything that's still in Paisley. It's beautiful over here, Gordon. <laughs> I'm looking at the warm-up. The pitch is brilliant as usual. Hearts, no matter what happens, will still be top of the league. But Celtic are bringing right down their necks. And the amount of goals you touched on there, 18 goals in four games, I think it'll be a tactical game. It always is with Hearts when they come here. They're not like Hibs. Uh, they will sit in. They will try and make it very difficult. They're a big side. They've got a threat at free kicks and throw-ins, especially. You, we witnessed that last week at uh, Murrayfield. The first two or three minutes they got a throw in and it was right into the bo- uh, the box to cause problems but you look at Celtic without Scott Browning and Cham this afternoon I call it a front six and I just think that their movement their pace the way they move the ball the, the width Scott Sinclair looks like a, a new player now after he come on at Murrayfield took the responsibility of the penalty kick put it in the back of the net and all of a sudden the belief is back he's back in the team playing well Christie who I thought would have left Celtic all of a sudden he's become a big player and a lot of people even coming into the stadium uh, this afternoon were talking about and it's incredible saying well we don't need the likes of Scott Brown and, and in Cham as sitting midfielders we've got so many forward thinking players yes you have against maybe the Dundees and, and teams like that but when it comes to the big games I always believe your captain, especially Scott Brown, gets on the path. OK, let's hear from both managers then, starting with the home boss, Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to it. We had a really good game, tough game, but a really good game last week in Edinburgh. So, yeah, as always, it'll be tough. Craig organises his team very well, like ourselves, coming off the back of a midweek game. So, uh, But we're looking forward to playing at home. You know, it'll be a full house, pitch will be magnificent and... Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to keeping our momentum going. Like I've said, it's still early, but another chance for us to continue performing at the level that we've been. And uh, like I say, we're going to have to work hard. We know that with and without the ball. But like I say, our aim always is to, to, to win every game, especially a home game, and that'll be our, our mindset. Craig's a very good coach and manager, so he'll, he'll be looking to, to put a plan in place that whatever injuries he has, he can find a, a strategy to get a result. We'll just prepare, and we have done for a for a tough game but uh, but like I say we're at home and we love playing at Celtic Park so uh, so hopefully we'll uh, be in a good performance It has been an eventful and that's an understatement by the way week for Craig Levine he takes his side to Celtic Park today let's hear from him I want I want to get in a situation where 
we can go through there and feel confident and uh, and try and win the game. Um, the as I say, Celtic's improvement in form obviously makes it more difficult. But we have to to do what we think is the best thing for winning the match. That's we play for ninety minutes and win one 0 with a set piece. I'll be thrilled. Eh? People talk about oh you go through through there and, and have a go. You know what does that mean? You know. We went to, to, to Rangers have a go and we're three nothing down within or whatever it was two nothing down within ten minutes. You know I think the the best approach is the one that gets you the points, and that's what we have to think about. Hugh Keevans is still all set up to be a cracker. I know Hearts have had their injury problems. Their form over the last sort of week or couple of weeks has has dipped, uh-huh. but they're still top of the league, and that's still going to be box office this afternoon. Yeah. You think back, Gordon, to the cup tie uh, last Sunday. But for Bobby's Lamal and the Hearts goal, and but for defenders throwing themselves in front of Celtic players, it could have been seven or eight nil. Uh, Celtic absolutely slaughtered Hearts. Now you would say a week later on Celtic's own ground, it should be something similar. However, in Scottish football, life is never simple. And you can't just apply some sort of mathematical logic to it all. Celtic have better players than Hearts. Celtic know that they are only one point above Rangers at the present. Celtic know they can reduce the gap between themselves and Hearts to one point if they win today. Everything for me would point towards a Celtic win. They have the players, and as I say, Brendan Rodgers isn't sitting there in his office unaware of what the day has to offer. So... I would fancy Celtic well, We've already got team news from all around the grounds Before we go back there and hear from the managers Let's bring all the guys in Mark Guidi, Roger Hanna uh, and Fraser Wishart Are also out and about Fraser I'll start with you Did that feel like a, a big win for Rangers this afternoon? Yeah absolutely I mean if they dropped two points against a St Myrne team I saw St Myrne during the week against his mother When they were very poor And if they dropped points against St Myrne Then it would be an end of a, of a horrendous week when you, when you think of how poorly they played at Hamden And a one each draw as well during during the week And the gap between themselves and, and Celtic and Hearts would, would just continue to grow So I think it was an, an important victory It didn't sound like, uh, I haven't seen any game It didn't sound like a, a vintage performance But uh, sometimes we're away from home, from home you, You've just got to get that result and get get the confidence uh, confidence lifted. And you, you look at there's a bit of a kind of logjam the game I'm at today with, with Hibbs and, and St Johnson. That a win for, for either of them takes them right into that group with, beside Rangers uh, and, and Celtic at the moment as well. So a bit of a logjam bit behind them. They've just got to be careful, Rangers. They've got to keep up that that uh, pressure on the teams, the teams above them. But um, yeah, I, I think from a Rangers point of view, just an important victory because uh, if they were to drop points again. Three games, uh, three poor performances in a week was, was just not acceptable. Mark Greedy? Yeah, it's a big uh, victory for, for Rangers in difficult uh, conditions, and they had to get it because we're, we're all aware there's mummerings about, about Stephen Gerrard from the, the Rangers support, particularly after after Wednesday night and losing the cup semi final to Aberdeen um, last week. But um, this one's a good one for them, but bigger picture, they, they have to go out and uh, really improve the squad if they can. Uh, properly, not just with with squad players now, with a couple of boys that are really going to come in and make a difference. A centre forward is one, albeit Morelos has scored a wonderful amount of goals, but I still think as well they are missing a real top quality central midfielder, a proper heartbeat of the team. What they have in there at the moment, there's some nice players, but for me there's not a real winner that will take a game by the scruff of the neck and make things happen. Roger Hanna. 
Yeah, it was an important win, but uh, not even just for this afternoon, but for the fact that Rangers' fixtures in December are very difficult. Celtic, Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen. So the next week or two, they've won at Hamilton to get the monkey off their back about winning away from home in the league. They've now won at St Mirren. They've got home games coming up with Livingston, Motherwell and Livingston, I think. They need maximum points before this very tricky run of fixtures next month, Gordon. Yeah, Gordon Deal, as, as Roger says, although Rangers slipped up at home during the week they've now addressed a couple of issues because by and large the home form in the league has been good there were huge question marks over their away form but they've now got two wins granted not great performances but two wins and six points nevertheless um, and with the fixture list coming up Motherwell at home and Livingston at home Stephen Gerrard really has to, to try and kick on from here yeah he'd have been looking at it in the next three games and thinking well nine points he's got to get nine points uh, he's got three this afternoon and the lads touched on and especially these guys in the studio that watched the full game it wasn't the best performance but sometimes you've just got to grind them out I still think Rangers and especially by watching Rangers every second week or Celtic every second week they're miles behind uh, people are talking about title challenges Mark touched on it earlier in the programme I don't think Rangers are anywhere near a title chance. They've just got to have a look at this season, try and rebuild. As Mark touched on about a midfield player. I totally agree with that. They need something different in there. I think the three midfield players are too similar for me. And also, I'm still concerned, and I've said it from day one, defensively, Warrell at the back and Flanagan sometimes in the left-back position. You look at Halley digging in there in the left-back position. I know they've got an injury, but... I just think that there's still a bit to go with Rangers and Steven Gerrard, so it's going to be a it's going to be you know a testing next couple of weeks for him. But I expect him, especially at home against Motherwell, uh, to go and pick up an R3 point. Okay, we're going to go back around the grounds and build up to the three o'clock games. We'll hear from the managers involved next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Just over 15 minutes until kick-off at the 3 o'clock games this afternoon. Celtic against Hearts, Hamilton, Livingston, Motherwell, Dundee and Hibson Johnson. It finished in the lunchtime game, St Mirren 0, Rangers 2. Let's look ahead to some of the 3 o'clock games. Um, let's start at Easter Road. Fraser Wisher, Hibs against St Johnson. Uh, Neil Lennon has been dominating the headlines for the wrong reasons. Not necessarily on his part, Fraser, but you, you get what I mean. Not in a footballing sense. Um Will he be happy just to crack on with the football this afternoon and push all the other stuff to one side? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he will be. It's been a pretty bad week for him and uh, I'm sure he's just wanting to get back to, to playing football and get back to the praise that his team has, has had this season and for, for the last couple of seasons because the, the way they played football has been absolutely absolutely terrific. You know, And, and I think that's easy for us to, to get lost in the negative headlines and forget what a what good season this has been so far in the Premiership in, in Scotland and, and games like this really look forward to, to seeing both these teams uh, play and uh, for all the good football they're only one point ahead of um, St Johnson today you know I've been really impressed by, by Tommy Wright's team's reaction he's brought in a, a few youngsters and he's re rebuilt the team you know, a couple of years ago you could always almost name about eight or nine of the St Johnson team you know like Chris Miller and those kind of guys they've kind of gone Dave Mackay people like that as well but now a few youngsters coming through and if they win today they, they go two points ahead of, of, of Hibernian and the top of the eight 
now are beginning to break away. Motherwell might be able to get into that to that group, but it's looking grim for the, the sort of bottom three. There's a big gap now for St Johnston to, to keep themselves out of that bottom three or four and, and, and to be where they are. It's terrific, and, and I think this will be a, a, an excellent game of football. You're looking at to the football players on, on both teams. For St Johnston's point of view, Maddie Kennedy and Dre Wright, two very quick wingers. You've got Tony Watt up front, of course, and, and for, for Hibs. Throughout their team, Heinemann, Malin, Horgan, Boyle, McLaren, all attacking players. So I think we're in for a, a, terrific, a terrific afternoon here at Easter Road. Uh, Fraser, I know PFA Scotland put out a statement on the scenes at the derby because it was more than just Neil Lennon, of course, the Hearts goalkeeper involved, um, the, the, the officials as well. Just give us your take on, on events and, and what has to change. I think the quote I used was Groundhog Day, uh, Gordon, and, and it seems like that. We just we still talk and then it happens again and it happens again and again. And uh, I'm quite pleased that people are now beginning to recognise that um, it's Neil Lennon's workplace, it's uh, Bobby Zamal's workplace as well, and, and they deserve to be to be protected, they deserve to be away away from all. And it's, it's, it's going beyond, it's not just the, the, this incident, you know, the, the, I think objects are getting thrown on a regular basis at grounds up and down the country, and, and it has to stop before somebody gets badly hurt. And, and, and if that happens, then we're into a totally different di- di- dimension. How we do that? I'm not so sure there's a clear way of stopping some idiot who, who just wants to empty his pockets and throw coins at people or when Bobby Zamal's going to get the ball at the side of the park he gets punched by somebody yeah we can catch them but let's stop them doing it in, in, in the first place and, and supporters have to just stop and think about the impact it's having on for example Neil Lennon's life and, and other people's life as well the private life and, and even some of the abuse that gets thrown Gordon at football games is unacceptable yeah there's, we, we don't want to kill the atmosphere and Football players will accept all the stick that they get about the way they're playing or whatever else, but some of it is just vile and it's horrible stuff that gets shouted and said and done online. So I just want to remind people, and the majority of football supporters at every club are, are good people, but uh, remind people who, who want to, to, to throw things and, and hull abuse. Football people are human beings and uh, it can affect them and their families and their lives. Fraser, what is taking place, in my opinion, amounts to common assault? What happened to Neil Lennon? What happened to Bobby's Lamal? What happened to the assistant referee at uh, Tynecastle in midweek? What happened to the assistant referee at Livingston when Rangers played there early in the season? It's common assault, and football needs the help of our law enforcers in this country. We need deterrence that put people off behaving in this manner. We've said quite a lot on that subject in the last couple of days. Let's hear from Neil Lennon on a footballing sense about what lies ahead. We know we've got a very difficult game coming up because St Johnson under Tommy are absolutely flying again after, you know, a heavy defeat to Celtic. They won three in a row and that's testament to Tommy Wright and the job that he does. And I believe he hasn't got long on his contract left and I think that would be a big loss to St Johnson. I'm here for a really tough game again. So my focus is, while I have to deal with this line of questioning again, my focus is and the players' focus will be on the game. Yeah, we're not even focusing on, on Wednesday now, it's gone and we got a great result. We got a very, very solid performance, what I wanted from the team in a like I said, difficult place to go. We'll maybe freshen things and it'll be nice to have a home game because we haven't had ones for about thirty five years now. <laughs> uh Roger Hanna's looking ahead to things at Fur Park Motherwell against Dundee. Uh Roger Hanna. Dundee <laughs> you can't describe their form in any other way is extremely poor um, I mean 12 goals conceded in the three games since Jim McIntyre took over not scored any 
The saving grace being There's still only one point behind St Mirren Yeah they are But there's a scenario this afternoon That if Mother will win this game And Hamilton beat Livingston In the game that Mark Guidi's attending this afternoon It's already looking miserable for St Mirren And indeed at the bottom They really would be isolated In that relegation place And, and the playoff place To fight out among themselves Ahead of their meeting at Dens next weekend This is huge for Dundee Jim McIntyre appreciates it um, I heard you outlining his sympathy for Oren Kearney and uh, being left holding the baby at St Mirren. Well, I think Jim McIntyre's a bit the same at Dundee. He's already trying to freshen up the squad. Martin Woods is on the bench this afternoon. He's just signed as a free agent. And the January transfer window can't come quickly enough for Jim McIntyre so that he can put his stamp on this Dundee team and try and get them out of bother. But I think even now, on the 3rd of November, they need something here at Fur Park this afternoon. Let's hear from both managers then, starting with the home boss, Stephen Robinson. Dundee are bottom of the league and they've lost the last few games, but I think they've got a lot of talented players in their squad. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a real, real difficult game. We need to worry about us. We need to produce the same level of performance and play with the same you know, confidence and freedom that perhaps we haven't done at Fir Park so far. You know, there, there seems to be a wee bit of added pressure at home. So, you know, I think when fans see how they played the other night, the application's always there with, with our players, always there. Um, just that confidence to take an extra touch and, and make that extra pass. And I think that came to fruition the other night and we need to continue that. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's a waste of time. The, the result, we need to build on that and look forward. Big task for Jim McIntyre this afternoon. We've got to get in people's faces quicker. You know, we've got to play with a lot higher tempo in terms of the way we move without the ball and with the ball. And that's something that's not going to happen overnight, you know, because it's been a different style previously. So, you know, we want to try and make sure the players really understand that that's going to be what's required to try and, you know, take us up the table. It's a big game for both clubs, but it's, it is still early, <laughs> if you like, in the season. But, it, yeah, it's a, it's a crucial game that we want to go and win. We've not had a win yet, so that's exactly what I'm looking for. We want to go there and win the game. But we're going to have to defend well and we're going to have to stand up to the battle. And in terms of Hamilton against Livingston, Mark Guidi, incredibly, Livingston haven't really had to recover from many defeats this season. They've been so good. Uh, now a, a new challenge for them to bounce back after losing against St. Johnson midweek. Yeah, and that was only um, you know one of the, 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 the only defeats since the start of the season when they lost an opening day to, to Celtic. So they're really... A good team from the back, you know, Kenny Miller signed Liam Kelly, the goalkeeper, he's been a terrific find. The back three are always solid and they nick a goal. Dolly Menga has come in and really played his part. They're strong, as we know, at set pieces. They'll come here with no fear despite the midweek week uh, defeat to St Johnson. For Hamilton, these are the kind of games that they need to win. That's the, They've been winning these kind of games in previous years under Martin Cannon. That's why they've stayed up uh, year after year. But Roger painted a scenario of results and he's absolutely right. You know, for St Mirren and Dundee, um, they could be isolated come... Um, the uh, the next international break although something they'll have to give when they face each other at Dens Park next Saturday Let's hear from Martin Canning They've got their way of playing they've got a distinct style and it works for them and they, and they do it well so we know it's going to be a difficult game we need to go and compete if you don't compete against Livingston you're going to lose the game before you even start so if we get that bit right then we believe we've got players that can, that can also win us the game so It'll be a good game, it'll be a close game, the same as every game in this league. Against Strangers, we performed well. Kelly, we, were, we performed well again. And even the other night, Wednesday, we, we performed well against Aberdeen. I think that's the most attempts at goal we've had in the game up there in a long time. And decent chances as well to go and score them. We just lacked that bit of quality to take, take our opportunities and make the game more interesting, if you like it. It always seemed comfortable for Aberdeen because they had that cushion. And the first one, obviously, is a set piece we switch off from, which is poor. The second one's an absolute wonder hit, and the third one's a mistake for Woodsy. So, two of the goals you're probably not going to see again this season, and it makes the game look probably more comfortable for Aberdeen than it was. 
kick off at Celtic Park and the rest of the games is coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.